What is up, y'all? We are back for episode two of the Two Minute Drill. As always, Hunter Gonzalez here with my trusty partner in crime, Gabe Cornwall. How are you doing, Gabe? Pretty good. How are you doing? You know, man, I am doing pretty good. I'm pretty jacked up for this uh, for this episode. I think we got some some cool things in store for everybody. I think we got some cool new segments. In fact, I know we have some cool new segments. I think that's um, really. I think this this episode is going to get people talking. I think they're going to talk about some takes that we've got. I think they're going to talk about um, some of the things that have happened in the NFL. I mean, we're coming down. We're doing this on Wednesday night. It's dropping Thursday morning. Um, but dude, there were some huge things that happened today. But guys. Without further ado, we are going to start with our newest segment called the two-minute drill. I know that's pretty uh, clever, right? But we're going to start with the two-minute drill. So without further ado, two minutes starts now. Gabe, what do we got? Today, we have the best wide receiver core. We have got Derrick Henry signing. And Raheem Moser wants a trade. Cam Newton. I know you're happy about this one, Gabe. He oh, officially yeah. signs. And man, after the Chiefs paid... Mahomes, they're also paying Chris Jones a lot of money. Oh, man, that that one, I think we're going to have some fun getting into that one. Um, and then personally, the one that I'm most excited to talk about, the thing that I'm most jacked up to talk about, and that is Miles Garrett signing the $7 trillion deal today. That ink is still drying as we're speaking right now. But yeah, we're, we're going to have some fun today. So now that y'all know what we're talking about, now that y'all know what the rundown of the episode is, let's get to it, Gabe. Give me the best wide receiver groups in the NFL, and I know I'm going to disagree with you. <laughs> okay, so this has been a discussion for a few days now, and I just, I've been looking at stats, looking at the players, and I just don't see how the Cardinals don't have the best wide receiver trio. So, okay, so are, are we saying, of course we're saying that with with DeAndre Hopkins. So, yes, I, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of unpack this. So, he, in your opinion, makes them the best wide receiver trio um, in the in the NFL. Okay. But before DeAndre, like, where did you have them? Before before Hopkins, they were they were probably middle of the road. I mean, if they weren't. There's nothing like Fitzgerald. He's getting old, so I mean, he lost some of his speed. He still catches everything, so that's the main reason why I like them so much. Is he's a big body. He doesn't drop anything. He's a little bit slower, but he's not slow yet. Um, now, three, four years from now, or two, three years from now, I'm going to say Cardinals aren't, won't be the best. But right now, it's just with Hopkins, it's, it's just ugly. I mean, you have a two wide receivers that never drop anything. And then you have a quick, shifty third and fourth wide receiver. So, yeah, I, I think... Um... In a vacuum, I, I don't disagree with that thought process at all. My my thing, the thing that I that I struggle to put them number one, and, and I am not just saying this because I have to disagree with you because at the end of the day, I don't have to. Of course, that, that leaves y'all, the, the listeners, a lot more interested. But the thing that leaves me wondering if they truly are going to take that quote-unquote next step with Hopkins, getting rid of David Johnson and, and running with Kenyon Drake is – can I trust that Kyler Murray is going to go out there and be the, the the stud that everybody wants wants you to think he is? And truthfully, man, it, it it's just it's just hard for me to to believe that he is going to be who people think he is just because of his of his size. And and I hate to be such a such a uh, kind of running with what a lot of people are saying, but dude, when you're five foot ten, two hundred and seven pounds, like. I mean, all it takes is Calais Campbell or Miles Garrett or, or or Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald falling on top of you and you break into a billion pieces. So, man, I I, I don't know, man. And with that atrocious line, I, I don't know. But he's so he's so quick. Like he's like he if if he had, if he was as long as Lamar Jackson, people would be saying the same thing about him. It's I mean, it is funny watching him play on Sunday and stuff. He looks so small and his helmet looks so huge there there, but, there ain't nothing about looks to it i mean the dude is is i think i've taken bigger craps than him if i'm being I mean, completely but, honest with you like he started the, the team started off really bad last year but at the end of the year that team was clicking i mean he was doing some damage i'm not saying like i'm not saying he was the best quarterback or anything but give it a couple years and i think he can 
I think he can be like a like a Drew Brees 2.0 and just based on the size. Whoa, really? He's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And the only downside to him is his size. So, you know, so I'm, I'm looking at the Cardinals schedule right now. And I, I, I did watch that week one game where they tied the Lions. Um, and I will say that week one game, I'd, I'd been telling people leading up to that, to, to the week one um, season opener, I had said, you know, Kyler Murray, I think he's going to get, um, he's just going to get killed in, in, his, in his first game against the Lions. Snacks Harrison's going to fall on top of him. And we actually may witness um, a murder. But that didn't happen. And if I'm remembering right, I'm going to pull up the box score. If I'm remembering right, I think they were down by 17 points going into the fourth quarter. If I'm remembering right. Uh, let me let me find it out. So, yeah. I mean, so, oh, I, they were down 11 points. And then he goes out and, and puts up 18 in the fourth to to put it 24-24 going into overtime. I mean, when that happened, um, I mean, yeah, here it is. He With 47 seconds left, ice water in his veins, threw a four-yard touchdown pass um, to, Kyler, or to uh, Larry Fitzgerald and then two-point conversion to Christian Kirk. So, you know, I, I go back and forth on him. I really do. And, and I feel like that this Cardinals team, and I mean, you could say this for literally any any team in the NFL, but they're going to go as far as Kyler Murray takes them. So, I, I don't I don't disagree with the with the wide receivers themselves. Maybe the, the top four guys and Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, and Andy Isabella uh, being arguably the best wide receiver core in the in the league. But I don't know how much I trust Kyler in comparison to how much I trust. Um, how much I trust Tom Brady, maybe, or how much I trust Drew Brees, maybe, or how much I trust. Um, yeah, it's really just those two. And I, I say that, <laughs> I say that, man, and I hate saying this, dude. It, it like pains me to say it. Like I'm, like I'm about to cry. I know you can see my pretty face. I am about to cry. I, I think I'm gonna have to put the Cowboys number one, dude. It's as. It's. But, see, I mean, what do you think? The Cowboys are all about if Lamb is good. If he's if he's like the next big thing, of course they're going to be the best. But it's it's not because of Mari Cooper or Michael Gallup. It's going to be because of C D Lamb. And C D Lamb was great in college, but it is college. And he, I mean, he's not the biggest wide receiver. He's not just going to go bully someone. He's going to run past them. He's not as fast as uh, Hill, so I just don't see why everyone's such so huge on him. Whenever I don't like, I personally don't think Amari Cooper's that great. I think he's probably a okay, so, top so, fifteen, so, top twenty wide receiver. Wow! And then really? Michael Gallup so, so, is probably top forty or fifty. Ooh! Like maybe 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 forty, around forty. I don't think. Like, okay, so. He's just, like, if you see Gallup ac across the field, they're not like, oh, my God, he's about to catch something. You're thinking, oh, okay. Hey, get our third third cornerback he, he, on him. He most likely won't catch something because Dakota Prescott will overthrow him <laughs> by about 755 feet. Yeah, and, and that, doesn't, yeah, that doesn't even take an effect. Of, like, they do have Dak throwing the ball. He's okay. He's not great. So, I just don't see how, like, I, I have a lot of people saying Cowboys are the best. And I think it's just Cowboy fans. They're all they're all delusional. Ooh, man, man, dude, this is our second episode, man. We got we got to keep viewers in. Golly, knowing that I'm living in Dallas, you're just you're just going below the belt on this. But you know, I I I'm not, I'm not saying that they can't be great. I just I'm not I'm not higher on a single one of those wide receivers. Whenever like I'm comparing them to other greats like the Falcons Julio Jones or freaking the Bucks Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Now they're in the top top five top ten wide receivers. There's just we're so, about so, so one. Where, so where do you put, where do you put the Cowboys at? If we're talking and 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 I just say okay, so give me your top five. Of course you're, you're gonna have the um you're gonna have the uh, Cardinals first. Who who are you gonna put two? Who are you gonna put three? Cardinals, I would probably say the Bucks. And okay, so are we, are we putting the Bucks there with County Gronk as a tight end, no. or County Gronk as a receiver? We can have Scotty Miller as a third wide receiver. It's a okay because Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are both number one wide receivers. I think both of them are better than 
like Mike Evans is way better than Amari Cooper and Chris Godwin's quite a bit better than Michael. And then CeeDee Lamb and Scotty Miller, I would give that to CeeDee Lamb. Even if I've never seen him, Scotty, Scotty Miller had like 200 yards last year. So it's not like he's a game changer or anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that thought at all. So we got, we got the Cardinals. We got the Bucks. Who do you have, who do you have three? See, the th- my third is kind of, I mean, I could put Cowboys in three, but see, I'm to- I'm tossed up between the Falcons and the Browns. The Browns have OBJ and Jarvis Landry. And they have Rashard Higgins as a third, which honestly, it almost lo- like it's hard to say because OBJ was hurt last year. But it, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if you swap the Bucks and the Browns. I mean, OBJ no. versus Mike Evans. That's a toss up. I mean, if we're going so, by OBJ's career. Now, last year, I, I have to give it to Mike Evans. So so we're going off of his career, um, that, which, is, which is totally fine. So his, his best year, if I'm remembering right, came in 2016. Let me pull up the numbers. Um, so 2016. No, it would have been 2015. So he had 96 catches, 1,450 yards, and 13 touchdowns. Okay. But with that, let's go. And, and, and I. this is how I am. I will always look at who he's sharing the field with, who he's got. I mean, that's to really fight for targets. That is fair. Because but, the dude fought with Ruben Randall. I mean, his his high point was catching a touchdown pass at LSU from God knows who. Rashad Jennings, who I think may have actually bagged my groceries today at Kroger. And that's about it. So I, maybe this is a hot take. Maybe it's not. Um, I'm not saying this to, to provide a hot take by any means. But OBJ, in my opinion... What the heck is my opinion worth? Well, clearly it's worth something because you're you're tuning into it. The most one of the most overrated players in the NFL. Um, it I I can't. It, that's a toss up. I think he's bigger than just because of that one catch. But he is he's a very shifty wide receiver, and he can make some pretty crazy plays. Okay, so so I, I'm I'm gonna give you something. Yes, hops. That I, I'm gonna. Pops, this ain't the NBA. It don't matter. They, kind of does. They, they, this this is going to put things into perspective. I think for you, and this will put things into perspective for um for the listeners. When OBJ last had a good year, last had a good year, and we can say last year was was what, good. I mean, last year was, I was a good say, year. Let's not let's not bash him too much. And he played. I mean, he had seventy four receptions and a little over a thousand yards last year. On a, that, that is not that is not a number one getting paid. Uh, I think he's getting paid like seventeen, eighteen million dollars a played, year, if I remember right. But he played sixteen games, and Mike Evans played thirteen with eleven fifty-seven yards, with what ten less catches. So, so, so OBJ had three more games in a hundred less yards, and he was hurt so, almost the whole season. So was Evans came back from a second straight lacerated spleen. Yeah, I, I mean OBJ my, played with a broken OBJ foot is, the whole year. The the last year this man, I'm going to put it into, into perspective. The last year that this man had a good year, like a really good like, I don't want, number one I don't, caliber year. I don't Barack die Obama on this OBJ Hill. <laughs> Barack Obama was running for his second term in office. The last time that OBJ had a number one All Pro year. Uh, like I mean, my goodness! In 2016, I, I'm gonna go look. I think in 2016, who was the who was the champ? I, the champ was the Patriots, and that was when the Falcons blew like an 84 to nothing lead with like three minutes left. I mean, I, I I can't. When people talk about the Browns, okay, I guess Austin Hooper absolutely helps them, and I could put them top five. But OBJ and Jarvis Landry, they're there off name alone. Rashard Higgins, I don't even think like his mom knows he still plays in the NFL. Yeah, so, he didn't play much last year. He played 10, 10 games, so, had four receptions. But oh, okay. to be so, fair, that Browns team, pretty much all expectations of them were crumbled and they were garbage. And because of Baker. They so, did beat the Ravens, though. So They, they did beat the that's Ravens. That's before the exactly Ravens right. were the Ravens. I mean, that's before Lamar so, Jackson knew he could run and pass at the same time. You know, I, I think going back to my original um, thing of what I was saying was I'm gonna have to put the Cowboys there. So Amari Cooper, I, I've gotten into some pretty, pretty good discussions about him before. Um, Amari Cooper, in my opinion, is a top 
probably eight wide receiver in the NFL, top seven, top eight. Um, and then it's not even, I don't put my, I don't put Amari Cooper. I don't put the Cowboys number one because of Amari Cooper. I put the Cowboys number one because they're number two and three being extremely, um, mainly their number two, Michael Gallup, extremely underrated. Uh, Michael Gallup is perennially, um, I say perennially, he's only been in the league two years, but um, when he was drafted, I believe he was drafted in the third round, correct me if I'm wrong, out of Colorado State. He, it was kind of a like, oh, sweet, like the, the Cowboys go out and get a guy, if I'm remembering, I think he's like 6'2", 212. He's 6'1". Um, oh, he's six, he's okay, 6'1", 198. Okay, so he, he was he was a big guy, but he had some numbers um, uh, helped up because he played in a terrible conference. I can't even think of where Colorado State, what conference they're in. I think it might be the MAC, if I'm remembering right. Um, but no, it wouldn't be the MAC. I can't remember where Colorado State is. But they have the Cowboys number three is was the best receiver in this year's class, like that, and they got him at sixteen. I mean that that. I put the Cowboys number one because of their number three is is why I put them number one and and I know that we're that I'm banking on on CD Lamb going out and being a being a monster and I I'm banking on um, Dak Prescott continuing to um, improve and I'm banking on Mike McCarthy his his offense making Dak Prescott look like Aaron Rodgers so, in 2012 2013 but you know I, I I'm gonna have to say the Cowboys and if we go strictly I'm gonna have to do some quick math and you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to kind of give me your thoughts on this but. If we go off of fantasy points alone, we're we're looking at, and I know fantasy points isn't everything, but let's be real in today's in today's society. I mean, fantasy football is like life, love, and fantasy football. Like it's right up there with everything. I mean, so one team that we haven't even talked about that might actually be the best wide receiver group would be the Chiefs. They have Hill, Hardman, and Watkins. That's that, okay. Okay, so, and I'm probably gonna get I'm probably gonna get killed for this. I probably am. I probably am. Patrick Mahomes, really good. Really, you're, you're shaking your head. They they can't even see our video right now. You're shaking your head. You're rolling your eyes. Patrick Mahomes, really good, hundred percent. I will not disagree. I with thought that. you were about to just say that he he sucked or something. I was like, what? Patrick Mahomes. Besides Odell Beckham Jr., in my opinion, may be the most overrated player in the NFL. See, that's just a silly take. Have you, how? Okay, how? Okay. Because, because now, don't get me wrong, I think he has a lot of flaws in his game. I mean, he is young though, but a bad quarterback will never take a team down. What they were down two touchdowns or something in the AFC Championship game, and bring yep. them back into the game two years ago. Versus the best dynasty in football. So, I mean, and then last year they won the Super Bowl. And it's 95% because of Patrick Mahomes. Ever since he's been in the league, he's been tearing it up. Now, I don't I don't think his little no-look passes and stuff, I don't think that will fly for too long. Just because I think after a while, people will realize when he does that stuff. But... He is the best wide He is the best quarterback right now. He can make all the throws, and he's pretty accurate. Is, is he? He he is. Um, he is the best quarterback right now. One hundred percent. I'm not going to disagree with that take at all. But in the same way, the Legion of Boom was was like everything. Big press corners, um, guys that could that could just destroy you off the line. Um, became all the craze, and teams had no idea what to do when you had Earl Thomas, one of the best ball hawking safeties literally of all time, and Cam Chancellor, one of the biggest hitting safeties of all time. I, I, mean, I, I don't think that's a hyperbole. Saying I will that. never forget that hit he hit. He hit uh, Gronk on. He like ruptured his. I, I think Gronk lung is still recovering from that. Yes, I mean just killed him. And that Gronk, let's not act like he's six foot one, two hundred pounds. No. I mean, he's a massive. He's a thing. monster. And then you have. You have Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright, and um, another dude who I can't think of. He plays for the Cowboys now, or he was signed by the Cowboys last year in Week 16. Can't believe I forgot his name. But I, what I'm getting to, my, my point that I'm getting to is the NFL will always catch up. The yes. read option was huge in 2013, 14, huge. Now, if you run the read option, you're going to get killed. 
um, unless your name is Lamar Jackson and you run like a 3840, um, you're going to get killed. It just doesn't work in today's day and time. So Patrick Mahomes, great, 100% great. I'm not going to sit here and say he's not, but I don't think that he's that he's all that and 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 everything on top of that. Uh, now I don't think he's like great before the snap, but he can like any throw on the football field he can make, and it, which works out with having the speed wide receivers. He doesn't have to fit balls in tight windows. Uh, yeah, I know because he's he's got guys that his his number three freaking receiver runs a uh, Miko Hardman. I I think ran and I'm not exaggerating. I think he ran like a like a four. Two, three, or yeah, something yeah. like it's, that. It's extremely fast, but I mean, you say that he he doesn't have to, but he still makes some pretty close throws, and it just, I mean, he so, just so Hardman ran a ran a four three three. Hardman ran a four three three, and Tyreek, if I remember right, like, ran like a four three one. Yeah, I think I think is what he ran. Let me see this. And then Watkins boy. is actually uh, fairly fast too. He probably ran like a four four or four five. His thing is he but, just always gets hurt. Yeah. I think he ran a four four seven. I mean, he, his career. Right. I mean, he, I know they won the Super Bowl last year, but his career kind of went a downturn because didn't the Bills trade like two or three firsts for him? Um, if I'm remembering right, they traded. So he was drafted by them. It might have been the Rams that signed him to a big old fat contract. Let, let me let me pull this up real quick. Um, so. Uh, so he was traded by the Browns as 2014 first round pick, fourth overall to the Bills for a 2014 first round pick, which is the ninth overall, a 2015 first rounder, and a 2015 fourth. So two ones, basically. And then, and then he got traded by the Bills with a sixth for the Rams 2018 second. So um, I, all of that to say, I, I don't think, and, and it's hard for me not to, to bring in tight ends. Um, if it we're is. talking about tight ends, I, I, I really do think that, that the Chiefs take it. I really do, and the Cowboys are a close second. Um, See, if, but, if we're including tight ends, I would put the uh, Bucks up there. Man, I, With, my heart wants me to. As much as I love Gronk, my heart wants me to. But, dude, that that nobody knows what he's what he's what he's going to be. I mean, he doesn't. Nobody he, knows what he's going to be. He honestly doesn't have to be much as long as he. As a, if he played like he did in what 2018, whenever he just mainly blocked, and then whenever he they needed it, he, uh, I mean, he caught that he caught the super pretty much a Super Bowl winning pass, and uh, I, I, I that's really all you need because th- I mean th- they have more than just him. They also have OJ Howard. OJ Howard's a great, and okay, he's a great number two. Yeah, so yep. I mean, those are like people like he just improved that already great tight end core to if he's grunk to an elite status if he's I, if he's I, I think you're of, gonna see I think you're gonna see a lot of these a lot of these um Aaron Hernandez Gronk type sets out of Bruce Arians because I don't I don't think that um Bruce Arians he's a, he's an offensive genius and too, let's let's not, be real let's not go too crazy Aaron Hernandez I, was a monster now do I think that that in, in real OJ life Howard is gonna be Aaron Hernandez no, <laughs> do I think Aaron Hernandez or uh, OJ Howard is going to be Aaron Hernandez? No, but when you put because when, when push comes to shove, and we're forgetting about Ronald Jones, their their running back was a pretty good cast catching cast pass catching running back uh, in his own right. But we're talking about a team that the fourth option is going to be OJ Howard. Okay, like oh, amazing. No, but the top three. You you have to imagine the defensive coordinators are thinking: Do I need to double team them? And in in the in the red zone, Mike Evans, Gronk, no questions asked, double teamed, no questions asked. I mean, so you say that, yeah. but I watched the Patriots. I watched Gronk's whole time with the Patriots, and people would leave him wide open all the time for some well, reason. <laughs> so I mean, but the, but the thought process would be that that he's going to be double teamed, and then Mike Evans, the best jump ball catcher in the, in the league, is going to be double teamed, and so I, I think when when if we include tight ends, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Bucks, then I'm going to take the Chiefs, then I'm going to take the Cowboys because I'm very 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 high on Blake Jarwin. But if we're just going um, uh, top three receivers. I'm gonna to have to say the Cowboys, and I could eat my words next year. We could be having episode 52 of this of this podcast, and 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 I'm like, well, guys, I'm an idiot because I will never forget. And Tommy, I know you're listening to this man before last year started, and I am embarrassed to say this. I should probably not even have a football podcast because I, of this take. 
I told this man with a straight face, Gabe, I, I kid you not. Listeners, I kid you not. I told Tommy with a straight face, I would take Mitchell Trubisky over Dak Prescott with a straight face. And I was 100% emphatic that Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky was better than Dak. Why? Um, well, why uh, is that? I was high on him. So I was high on him. I loved his legs. That sounded very weird. I loved the fact that he could run around. Um, I, I didn't mind his arm. Now um, I'm 99% sure my two-year-old daughter could throw a better spiral and a more accurate spiral than Mitch Trubisky. But um, yeah, we're not, we're not going to talk about that because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get carried away with my hatred for Mitch Trubisky. But with that being said, now that we know, in our opinion, the best wide receiver uh, trios in the league, let's talk about big boy. Putting team on the shoulders, Derek freaking Henry. Well, I don't know why I just I don't know why I just uh, why I just explained him that way. That sounded kind of strange. But let's talk about Derrick Henry. What are we making of his of his contract? Um, I'm gonna let you start this, and then I'm gonna talk to you about uh, about what I got. Okay, so uh, he was uh, he had the most yards in a rushing last year, and he pretty much with Tannehill's help, he led that team to a playoff run. But I don't personally think you should ever pay a running back that much money. I mean, he he. I mean, he's always been de- like good. I can't say anything worse. He, he's always been good, and he can hit people, and people are scared to hit him. Just ask like people like Earl Thomas, and uh, I just four years, fifty mil, twenty five and a half guaranteed. I just think that's a lot of money, twelve and a half every year. I mean that. So, so the thing is with, with his contract and it's coming out that it's basically, they've got a, they can basically get rid of him, um, after two years with very little dead money. See, that helps out the cap a lot. It helps out the cap a lot. So they're, they're looking at a a good running back. I mean, let's not act like Derrick Henry is not a good running back, a good running back for two more years. For two more years, and, and, and yeah, now in two years, is he going to be a top five running back? Odds could, are probably not. Could be, but but I mean, he had three hundred and three carries last year. That's a lot of carries. That is a lot of carries. A lot of carries in fifteen games. Um, and they had a great line, but don't even get me going with um my thoughts on why he had such a good year. But that begs the question, and you and you touched on it is unless your name and and maybe we could even say no. Are running backs worth the money? I mean, like, and this is this is the the age old question. I say age old, really meaning over the past about six, seven, eight years. But are running backs worth the money? It is is an all pro running back who led the league in rushing and who over an eight week span last year from week uh, eleven to seventeen, I think, or ten to eight or ten to seventeen, something like that. In an eight-game span, had the third most rushing yards of all time by any running back in an eight-game span. Is are running backs worth it? I mean, is that worth twelve and a half million dollars a year uh, at an at an average annual value of that over four years? Is it worth it? Last year, I would say yes, it was worth it for them. But I just feel like putting that much money in a running back position because running back running backs get hit the most, and they are the most injury. I can't say prone, but they're the most likely to be injured. So I would rather go by like a running back by committee or just have one or two guys because Derek Henry. You're not- saying that as a Patriot fan, by the way, too, when yes. they haven't had a good running back since literally Curtis Martin, like, or Corey Dillon, my bad, like 15 years ago. I mean, that's, that's partly. I mean, I just, <laughs> and I mean, you like the, the main thing I look at is can you spend that 50 million on, different people that say say you spend instead of spending 50 million on him you spend that 50 million on a like two running backs and a so another player so even if your running back gets hurt or say your running backs james white he doesn't get paid much but he i mean he should have been a super bowl mvp he's always reliable so you could just get a running back like that now is he going to take over a game most likely not but he'll be there for over four years. You know, uh, with that thought process, truthfully, um, with that thought process, I don't. When you when you spin it that way, I don't disagree with you at all because that's my thought process behind paying quarterbacks forty million dollars a year, forty plus million dollars a year. Is 
I hate when people say, well, that's what the market dictates. The market can dictate things. That don't, that does not mean you got to buy. I've had this conversation with a lot of people before is if that thousand square foot house that somebody's living in is, is, is on sale in California for $3 million. You are an idiot. If you pay $3 million for a thousand square foot house in California, if we got any California listeners here, you are an idiot. If you spend $3 million on a 1000 square foot house, but it's the same thing with quarterbacks is, 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 let's just talk about Dak Prescott is Dak Prescott worth $40 million a year. Will Cowboy fans say, well, no, he's, he's asking for $38 million a year. Okay. $38 million a year. Well, no, he's asking actually for 35. Okay. Let's just drop it to 35. Is Dak Prescott worth $35 million a year? I can give you zero reasons as to why he is worth $35 million. I don't think he's worth 30 million a year. I told, I told Tommy, and I've actually told my dad this as well, and I told another client this. I would not pay a guns to my head. I have got to make the decision to set the Dallas Cowboys up for success in the future. I would not pay Dakota freaking Prescott more than about $28, 29000000 million a year. Now, that's not an indictment on him. Keep in mind, you also said Mitch was better than him. So I I did I did I I've probably lost all um I've probably lost all credence with these people I'll, I'll I'll pull with these people but when push comes to shove when you spin it the same way of let's just say we pay Dak Prescott twenty eight million dollars a year instead of forty that's twelve million dollars a year that you could have gone out there and and they have Zeke so this is Apple Store and just comparison but they could have gone out there and gotten Derrick Henry an all pro guy. But because they got Dak to take less money, it's the same thing with these running backs. Is unless your name's Ezekiel Elliott, unless your name's Christian McCaffrey, um, you could even argue that, that Ezekiel Elliott's not been worth the sixteen million dollars um, right, yearly 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 cap hit because he's gone down. You can include Barkley um, too. Barkley's a real deal. Okay, okay. So Barkley, Zeke, McCaffrey. The thing um, with the players is, what, like, I don't agree that you should pick a running back top five, and. All of those, and then that then that begs the question: Is maybe David Gettleman in New York didn't believe you should have? But the fact of the matter is, is in the 2018 NFL Draft, if I'm remembering right, I'm going to have to pull it up for just in just a second. But in the 2018 NFL Draft, Saquon Barkley was what the second overall. Yeah, he was pick? second overall, overall pick. pick. He had a choice okay. of pretty much any quarterback they wanted. If but I mean, they obviously didn't like any of the quarterbacks. I'm going to have to pull the, pull these numbers up because I can't remember who the who the picks were. Okay, so Baker Mayfield. Okay, Baker Mayfield. Let's not act like he's been a he's been just some. I mean, so so let's look. So in 2018, Saquon Barkley was was uh, chosen second. The top three quarterbacks off the board were Mayfield, one pick in front of him, Darnold, one pick behind him, and then Josh Allen, five picks behind him. So and then after that, eight picks behind him was Josh Rosen. So. Maybe running backs aren't worth it necessarily, but but we now pick to um to 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 fill up a need, not necessarily a need, but we just go best position available, and that and that's that's always been the question of with general managers, and I know we're no longer talking about um, necessarily Derrick Henry, but it becomes the same thing of or the thought process of do I pick by need or do I pick by this dude's just the best guy available. He's, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things is, look at the hindsight, it's 2020. I mean, there are some good players that got picked after him, but number two, I mean, if they couldn't have traded, honestly, I almost would like, like I would have wanted to trade down a little bit just because I don't want to pay Barkley. Because if they, if they put him, picking him number two overall they have to resign him. They cannot get rid of him. You have to. Yep. It, and I think that that's. I think that's another issue. That was an issue with the with the Titans. Is a they paid him less money because had he played on the tag the next two years, um, this year and the next year he would have gotten paid. I believe the number was twenty seven million dollars, and they're paying him twenty five over the next two years. But also, B is is you can't you, you can't go out and tell your fan base that this dude just literally carried us literally to the AFC championship game and we're just going to kick him to the to the curb. You can't do that I to mean, your fan base. It, yeah, especially um, a, a fan base that hasn't necessarily win a lot. I mean, exactly. With Marcus Mariota, they've been fairly bad. So, I mean, it makes sense on like since I since I got the numbers on his contract, they're not that bad. 
Like I can I can see them spending twelve and a half mil. But I just yeah, they're they're not bad. I, they're really this not. Is such a question mark because what if what if he gets hurt in the next two years? Then that contract looks terrible. But if he gets hurt in the next two years, the dude he's off the books in two years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that contract is really not too bad for how much the premium. And the team, exactly. the team loves him, so it makes sense. I'm not, I'm exactly. not completely against them resigning him, just because they did draft him, they've played with him, he's been there, he he doesn't cause issues, and he led them to a playoff run. Now they got beat by the Chiefs, and uh, but they did beat the Ravens, so that's a, and the Patriots. Yeah, they, yeah, I would. The offense didn't do too much. Henry did tear up. Yeah, oh, and now, now, now we got to talk about Henry did tear, up, tear them up, but the offense didn't do much in that game. It was a defense. <laughs> the Titans' defense killed them. Yep, yeah, they, they did. But with that being said, so we just talked about <laughs> Don't talk Henry. about the Patriots. I'll, uh, I'll just <laughs> swerve this all the way to the Patriots. <laughs> um, but with that being said, we're talking about Derrick Henry um, getting paid $12.5 million uh, average annual value. Now we're going to talk about a dude who's getting paid an average annual value of, I believe, like $737,000, and that is not an exaggeration. Raheem Mostart, who I believe last year started out as the fifth string running back on the San Francisco yeah. 49ers. You'll have to check me on that, but um, off the top of my head, I believe he was the fifth string running back. What do we make of his trade request? Um, um, it, it, that that kind of got lost. Truthfully, I feel like it got lost a little bit in in the sea of what was happening last week. But this dude, he didn't carry he didn't carry the Niners as much as Derrick Henry carried the Titans. But the dude, he, he went out and balled out. He was a big reason why they went as far as they did. Him and exactly. uh, Matt Breida, both of them, yep. like he had that punch that he just. I mean, I. I watched him a lot because someone had him in fantasy football, so I started watching him. And he's, I mean, he just started tearing it up. Like, I mean, once he got, the, did he ever get those started? He was always the two back, wasn't he? He was always because the two back Matt, behind uh, Brita. Yeah. So I mean, that's he had 772 yards last year, which is just crazy on 137 rushes and eight touchdowns. Yep. It's funny yep. because like the rest of his time, he has like. 300 total yards and like one extra touchdown <laughs> so he, i mean he, he yeah, I popped mean, off last year now i think the main reason why it got kind of buried is i mean there's a big signings and stuff but also i don't think the 49ers will get rid of him i think they'll keep him he, if they still i think he's in a contract for two more years there's he's got no leverage there's no reason why they would get rid of him unless he just doesn't play and then what do you think if they don't lose much i mean he's not like a huge so... big name running back so he was signed to a three-year, $8.7 million contract, March 19th of 2019. So, okay, th this then begs th – this is something that really, really irks me. Um, and that is guys who go out and sign a contract and then literally a year later give mm -hmm. me more money. I hate that. I it, it, it Now, I'm not to say – I am, um, I am a capitalist at heart, meaning go out and make your money. I'm not going to fault anybody for making their money. If you feel like you need to make more money, go out and ask for more, for more money. But don't do it a freaking year after you just signed something. After the past two years, you were put on IR to, to end their career no, or to end the season, November 29th, 2017, and November 3rd, 2018. You were put on IR indicating you did absolutely nothing. You were cut by the Chicago Bears in 2016. And in 2016, the Chicago Bears absolutely sucked. You were out of the league for a year. Don't get me going with that. And now because you went out and because Jarek McKinnon got hurt, because Tevin Coleman got hurt, because Jeff Wilson Jr. just got thrown out of the, out of the lineup for no apparent reason after getting six touchdowns in a span of three games, and because Matt Breida started to play really well, but that you were like, you know what, let's just give the fifth string running back a shot. You go out and you ball out and you want more money, give me a freaking break. Get out of here, man. Um, I don't think he'll be traded, but get out of here. Like, get out of here, man. You go get me, go fetch me a fourth round pick. And thanks, but but don't let the door hit you on the way out. I mean, if I mean all if he just continue playing like he does and go to test free agency. He's gonna get paid. He'll get he'll get Derek Henry money for sure. But he just has to keep on doing it. And that's a big old if. That's a big old if. But we're gonna talk about a guy who is another big if. 
Don't let your fandom get in the way of this, Gabe. Don't let your fandom get in the way of Super Scam. Oh, let's talk about Super Scam take. Newton. Let, let's, get, let's talk about Super Scam Newton. What do we think about this? It is official. $550,000 guaranteed for an MVP four years removed from his MVP year. He's probably the biggest question mark of the offseason. He gets signed. No one knows how he's going to play. He is angry. He wants to prove everyone wrong. He signed a one-year deal with the New England Patriots. It's it's the biggest if in football is besides COVID is if he is healthy. If he's healthy, I honestly think he could he'll tear it up. He's going to light the world on fire just because he is an a former MVP. And if you look at it, before he got his shoulder hurt in 2018, he was doing better than his 2015 MVP uh, year. Yep, yep. He looked amazing. He he hurts his shoulder. He keeps on playing because he feels like he needed to support his team, and he could not throw 15 yards down the field. I I'm pretty sure I'm a small person, and I'm pretty sure I could throw a ball harder than he could his shoulder was torched and then he comes back in preseason versus what's funny is the patriots and hurts his foot and out for the whole season and then the panthers kind of did him dirty and got rid of him now if he's healthy i think he'll i mean he's gonna i mean i, I can't guarantee anything because you still have patrick mahomes and lamar jackson in the afc but i don't th- i don't see any reason why he couldn't be the number three quarterback if he's healthy you know if he's not healthy he's gonna get kicked around and won't do anything truthfully i don't have i don't disagree with you i really don't and 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 i i personally don't think that he's not not healthy i don't think he's unhealthy um because he's a year removed he's a year removed from playing um meaning he's had a year to recover or to 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 help his injuries two years for shoulders it, when, when push comes to shove, as much as I hate the hoodie, the hoodie, 99% of the time, is going to make the right decisions for the Patriots. And I have no doubt that, A, he wasn't planning this all along, and B, he didn't do his due diligence. He absolutely did his due diligence to find out that Cam Newton could be the starting quarterback for this team week one. Um, I We know that Cam Newton will be the starting quarterback for this team week one. And I, I think we're talking seriously, If I and this is a hot take, I think we're talking about a team that's going to go 13-3. and three. I think we're talking about a team because what people don't realize, what people don't realize is David Andrews, their best lineman, was missing because the dude had blood clots in his lungs that could have killed him. Found those out in week two of preseason last year, if I'm remembering right. Their best lineman missed all year. Now, he's back. He's back. Okay, Edelman's a little bit older. Nikhil Harry, I have so much confidence in. I firmly believe, I really do think that that, that, that come January, come February, if we if we have a normal football season, we're going to be talking about the Patriots at 13-3 and three and what kind of noise are they going to make in See, the playoffs. I, I'm dead serious. They're doing this thing where you're talking about the Patriots because last year, they were, I know, I understand a lot of people hate the Patriots, but last year they were so... Rightfully so. They were so hurt. They lost their two fullbacks. They had a middle linebacker playing fullback, which he played decent, but he's a middle linebacker, which, yeah, yeah. they had no tight ends. All the tight ends were old or they were just bad. They lost their center, and honestly, their line was hurt off and on all year. All year. Um, and who, who was who was who was the big left tackle that got hurt? Isaiah Wynn? Week 16. Yes, not, yes, Isaiah big, Wynn. He's not a big left tackle. He's pretty fairly small, but yeah. Uh, but it's Ain Cannon. He's, I think Cannon's kind of fallen off. The right tackle. Marcus Cannon, yeah, he's like 84. He's, he's fallen off. Um, I think they need to replace him fairly soon, which they have a few guys that possibly could, but I'm not super high on them. But, and then they have the right receivers. So, so Edelman was hurt. 90% of the season, he could barely lift his shoulder up passes. Like, it, I mean, he could, he couldn't even lift his shoulder up all the way. Um, 
So, I, I mean, if you watched him, a lot of plays, he just sat there. He just could not move. Yep. He's just, he was just there just as a dummy. Um, and Harry, he's a question mark. He's he should he's a first first round pick, and I'd, he didn't show any. He the only time he showed something is a couple times he got the ball. He he played powerful, and he should have had a touchdown versus his Chiefs, but the refs didn't call it. And then yep. the Patriots, for whatever reason, they had no ability to score on a a like a one yard play. Sony Michelle, he's he's been a bust so far. Even after his first his rookie season, he played great, but that was with a Gronkowski blocking for him, the whole offensive line playing great, a fullback playing great. It's it, that that offense is going to be interesting now with Cam Newton being there. I think it's going to change a lot because you don't necessarily have to have all of those. And I think Cam Newton is a lot less picky as a quarterback than Tom Brady. Tom Brady wants yep. you in a certain position. He knows exactly where you where you will be, and Cam Newton I think will give wide receivers some chances. So if Harry can learn how to use his body against a corner, he's a huge dude. If he can if he can bully corners, I think a six four two twenty five. I mean that is a massive human being. Yeah, I think that offense will be good. And then don't the I mean that defense is top three in the NFL still after losing two great linebackers and their DBs are the best in the league. So I think, I mean, I wouldn't be. What, what, what was, was, was that a little preview for, uh, for next week? I, I think that was a little preview for next week. Hopefully y'all were listening to that, uh, to that little tease for next week. I, that was smart, Gabe, getting the people to listen, or getting them to, uh, Getting their interest peaked before next week. That that was good on you, Gabe. Like, g- good on you. Um. So now that we talked about Cam, we talked about Raheem, we talked about Derrick Henry, we talked about the best wide receiver trios in the league. We're going to talk about two new deals, and we're going to make these rapid fire. I want you to talk about the first one. I'm going to talk about the second one because I got some uh some flaming hot takes on the second. I want to make one comment on the second one whenever we get to it, though. Okay, don't make me slam you in the head with the helmet. That's Chris the, Jones. That's what do you a got? joke. <laughs> Chris Jones. Well, now, what, what do you got with ooh. me, or what do you got for me for that? that Chris, Chris Jones, Jones, eighty-five mil, sixty mil guaranteed. I think it was a four-year deal. Yep. It's that's a great deal for the Chiefs. The Chiefs started this this offseason with like one hundred seventy-seven dollars, and they've re-signed Mahomes and their biggest defensive player. He is the reason why the defense could hold the 49ers back from scoring more points in the Super Bowl. Now, Chris Jones, 85 million is a lot, but I think you kind of have to pay those players. He's probably a top three, top two defensive tackle. Really, D-line. There was my pro football focus. He was graded as the second... Second best one behind, of course, Aaron Donald, and I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's anything to hang your hat on. Aaron Donald could retire today, and he's a Hall of Famer. Tomorrow. Aaron Donald is a monster, monster, but Chris Jones, I think the deal is, I think that's a good deal. I th- I'm glad that for if I was a Chiefs fan, which funny, I used to be a Chiefs fan, like a, they used to be my second team whenever Alex Smith was there, but I can't be a Patriots fan and a Chiefs fan, anyways. <laughs> uh, now, like I, I, they have, they had to have signed him. I mean, that defense would, if they didn't sign him, there's no way the Chiefs went to the play, uh, Super Bowl next year. Hey, are, are you saying that I couldn't have led them to the Super Bowl as their star defensive tackle? Because I think that they may have called you and I um, because they just love our podcast so much. A and B, they had no money to, to sign anybody else. So um, I'm right there with you with that Chris Jones deal. Um, I, I think at some point you just kind of paint yourself into a corner and it, it, it would just be idiotic to not um, pay a guy who had a huge role in getting you um, to the Super Bowl and, and an even bigger role in winning you that Super Bowl. <sighs> With that said, Miles Garrett, again, this is, this, this, this is the question of does market dictate things and should you pay what the market is? My answer in a very, very, very short um, answer is no. dude's good don't get me wrong he has hall of fame talent really does can't stay healthy 
has has uh he has a has he has a knack for taking plays off um and when you're getting paid a hundred million dollars i'm just telling you if i'm employing you to do anything i don't care if it's to bag my groceries 10 days a week i'm at three days in there if i'm paying you a hundred million dollars you best be sure you better not take a day off you better not take a snap off you better not take a second off when you're paid a hundred million dollars and you want to you want to sit there and pound your chest as the best and you want to sit there and and, and act as though you um, were, were hot stuff coming into the league from um, Texas A&M. Like, you better give me your all every single play because at the end of the day, that's what Von Miller does. That's what Aaron Donald does. And that's what J.J. Watt does. And that's what um, uh, Khalil Mack does. And those are the top four uh, defensive players in the league. Those are the top four um, de- de- defend, uh, the, the contract-wise. I mean, like, those dudes are getting it. Miles Garrett, if you're listening to this, you ain't. But if you are, go out and make me look stupid. Go out and get your money. Go out and look like a beast. But I don't think you're going to. I just don't. Um, I, I think at the end of the day, um, in five years, they're going to look back and they're going to maybe regret this deal a little bit. Um, and, and yeah, we'll, we'll just go from there. I mean, there's really the, the great thing about sports opinions is they're just that. They're opinions. They ain't facts. Um, and One thing with Miles Garrett. It. He got paid 125 mil, and he missed half the season because he smacked uh, that one dude on Mason the head. Rudolph. <laughs> Mason Rudolph, he smacked that fool in the head. Could have hurt him. I'm not, not going to go if it, was, if it was a valid reason or anything. But, oh, man. Yeah. But, but at, the end of the day, at the end of the day, even if it was a valid reason, you're getting paid $100 million. Stay on the freaking field. It ain't that hard. Um, yeah, mic drop. There you go. And I'm literally holding a mic. Mic freaking drop. Guys, hope y'all enjoyed this second episode of the two-minute drill. Hope y'all enjoyed the new segment. Hope y'all enjoyed the structure of it. Let us know what you think. Let us know if we're idiots for thinking that the Chiefs ain't the number one wide receiver trio in the league. Let us know if I'm an idiot. Well, don't let us know. Let me know if I'm an idiot for thinking the Dallas Cowboys are the number one wide receiver trio in the league. And yeah, let's go from there. Gabe, you got anything? I just can't wait until this NFL season. Dude, let's keep on waiting. We need to figure out when this is happening. Um, the NFL still has not announced the training camp opening dates. Maybe by the time we're hitting people up next Wednesday, maybe they will have. If they do and they just throw something down on us that we didn't expect, we're having a little special impromptu episode. Yeah, I just threw that one on you, Gabe. Uh, we're having a special impromptu episode as soon as these training camp dates get announced. We're going to talk to you, or you and I are going to talk. We're going to maybe talk to the people. Um, And yeah, we'll just go from there. Guys, hope y'all really enjoyed it. We enjoyed it as always. Let us know what you think. Like, share, subscribe, rate us on iTunes. That helps us. That helps us to get in your ear. That helps us to get in your friend's ears. That helps us to get in your mama's ear, your daddy's ear, your best friend's ear, your aunts, your uncles, your dogs, your cats, your fish, every ear around when you like, share, and subscribe and review us. That helps. Hope y'all are doing great. Hope y'all enjoyed this. Adios.